The University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Bryant and Stratton College, Welch and Company Jewelers, and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on to vcgtransforms.com today. vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader both personally and professionally. Also, huge shout out, thank you to Syracuse Fitness Store. Uh, just got my brand new Spirit XBU 55 bike uh, at home. Can't wait to hop on that baby and pedal, pedal, pedal. Uh, obviously, Syracuse Fitness Store in and around Central New York. Uh, just the top-notch, best fitness equipment. They have free weights. They've got Stairmasters. You name it, they've got it at Syracuse Fitness Store right there on Erie Boulevard. And a quick tip of the cap thanks as well to Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, number one dog training. Get your free consultation today. SitMeanSit.com, free consultation. Syracuse's best dog training in and around Central New York. Any dog, any breed, any behavior, Sit Mean Sit Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Can't wait to talk with this next guest. He is a phenomenal reporter and insider covering the Minnesota Vikings and the NFC North uh, at Purple Insider. You can go subscribe at purpleinsider.substack.com. Former 1500 ESPN reporter. uh, Just does amazing stuff. At Matthew Collar on Twitter. At Matthew, C-O-L-L-E-R. Matthew, this is a delight, man. How are you? And, uh, hey, you've been putting out some great stuff lately. I'm sure you're pumped up for some football. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. What's going on, man? Well, let's get into it. I mean, I know you've been pumping out some unbelievable content lately, and uh, I know you're on with uh, Tyler and Jim and the gang from Go Long. I heard that spot. That was terrific. The Vikings, let's talk about that team and some NFC North here. Uh, What are the realistic expectations for this team this year, Minnesota? I think it's probably two different conversations. One is being very realistic, and the other is what Vikings fans want to see as realistic. And then there's what they need, really, for the organization and where they're at right now. So just starting with the first one, I think it's realistic to see this team as a little bit above 500. Um, They've done a lot in the offseason to beef up their defense after a down year, and they've still got a lot of offensive weapons but it's a little bit of a some of the parts type of thing with this team where you know they just have not over the last couple of years with Kirk Cousins gotten 
the most out of what they have in terms of star talent. And so I think if you're if you're being very reasonable about that reality and how difficult it is to just overhaul and sign a bunch of people and then hope that they gel right away, I think that's very difficult too. Uh, then you'd look at them as more of a mid-pack team. And that's kind of where like Las Vegas looks at them as the, the nine wins, I think, is their over-under. And then there's what Vikings fans, I think, want to view as reasonable expectations is that this team is a serious threat. Uh, in the NFC. And I think that that's possible if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. And I think that that's possible if every single bet that they made in the offseason all clicks. So all the players that they sign in the offseason, they all work out. Um, We don't often see that, but it's possible. And then there's what they need, which I think is a really good year is what they need because they have just been stuck in the seven and nine to nine and seven, 10 and six type of area for the last couple of years with Kirk Cousins after they went all in and spent uh, huge dollars on him. And, you know, Mike Zimmer, every year of his coaching career here in Minnesota, except for one, has been that same sort of thing, somewhere between you know, 7 and 9 and, and 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. So, you know, I think that Vikings fans also are thinking, you know, they want a little bit more than that. And ownership at this point has to be thinking that they want a little bit more than that for all that they've paid in free agency, all that they've paid to keep their stars and all that they've paid to sign Kirk Cousins, that they want more than the one playoff win that they got out of Cousins. So I think there's kind of this, um, you know, best case scenario that they really, that they really need this year to happen. Speaking of Cousins, I mean, they they've got to be regretting that contract, right? And and keeping him and giving that giving him that monster deal. Yeah, that's a, an interesting discussion because you know when they signed Kirk Cousins, I think everybody understood it. Um, you know, I I think that there was a discussion to be had about how much you're paying and how difficult that is to keep a roster together when you pay that. But the general consensus was okay, if you can upgrade from Case Keenum in terms of talent to Kirk Cousins, who had come off two very good seasons in Washington in 2015 and 2016, and a little bit of a down year in 2017, but I don't think there was any question he was more talented, then the logic was, okay, you bring him into the existing roster, and then you can you know perform even better or be even stronger as a team. Or when you know your defense does falter, you're going to have a guy who can keep you in a shootout and that kind of thing. Um, and through the first two years, I mean, the first year it did not work out. It was a massive disappointment with an extremely talented team in 2018 to go 8-7-1. And then in 2019, they have a pretty favorable schedule and end up with the playoff win against New Orleans. But losing in San Francisco, that kind of felt like, okay, this, this move is not a success to sign Kirk Cousins when they lost in San Francisco. And I believe he threw for something like 170 yards. I mean, it just really was kind of a complete no-show from their entire offense. And that was what they had brought Cousins there for, was if the opponent is difficult, that he can overcome it, um, unlike what they thought from Case Keenum. So, you know, then last year, the defense falls apart. That's going to carry most of the blame. But at the same time, Cousins was the league leader in interceptions for, I think, six weeks, and they were one in five. And so, so you know, the, yeah, it has not been a success. In no way, shape, or form has it been a success because of where the bar was set. But where I think you really go back and, and scratch your head is he gets the one playoff win in New Orleans, and then without even really much debate, the Vikings decide that they were going to extend that contract. Right. 
So, yes. so they, they could have just said, okay, you know what? This hasn't really worked and maybe we should try something else. Or maybe we should just let him go into the final year of his contract. They could have done that too. And instead they desperately wanted to create some more cap space. So they re, you know, redid his contract and uh, the general manager of the Vikings, Rick Spielman said in a press conference, well, we had to extend him so we could sign Michael Pierce, who by the way, didn't even play last year because he opted out and is a nose tackle as if like that was the only <laughs> nose tackle in the world. So I think, I think that they overestimated how long that window was going to be for them to be competitive um, when they signed Cousins, maybe, and they, they thought that last year was going to be another year to take a shot at the Super Bowl. And by Mike Zimmer's own admission, they miscalculated pretty badly on that. And uh, that that's the one that they probably regret. And that's why this year is kind of a make or break for this entire deal with Kirk Cousins. Because if they go 8-9 and, and they miss the playoffs or something, then this is one of the biggest bust signings relative to how much the team paid, I think, ever. Um, if they go 13 and four and the team is great, then, you know, they make the playoffs, they go deep in the playoffs and reach an NFC championship game. Then it sort of justifies the whole deal of like, this is where we saw this could go when we signed them. It just took a little longer to get there. I don't by any stretch of the imagination, Matthew, think that Minnesota has a roster top to bottom like Cleveland or like San Francisco, but I feel like they're in that category a little bit of wow, we've got a pretty darn good defense. I know that they're not, you know, the stars aren't on that roster. They don't, you know, there's not a Bosa. There's not, a, you know, a Khalil Mack. There's not a super, super, superstar, Aaron Donald. But they play great team defense, and Mike Zimmer's a pretty darn good defensive coach. I think their defense is going to be pretty good this year, by the way. And then on offense, you've got a situation where you do have Delvin Cook's one of the best running backs in football. I mean, I feel like every single time I look at the bottom of NFL Network with Red Zone, he's scoring again. Uh, Justin Jefferson obviously was immediately a stud out of LSU, uh, you know, the, 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 the guy they basically replaced Stephon Diggs with. What I'm getting at is I like the roster. I think it's really good. I don't think it's quite Super Bowl top to bottom, but I feel like it is lumped in with Browns, Niners, and a couple other clubs in this league. Hey, nice roster. Pretty cool. You might make the playoffs, but man, that quarterback's going to kill you. I, I just, I just, I lump them in there like that. That's how I think of Minnesota every year. Yeah, I think that also when you talk about the star talent that they have, uh, you could probably match it up star for star. Like how many star players you have, how many pro bowlers you have with a lot of other teams. But the thing about Kirk Cousins is that he's never going to elevate your team beyond whatever the roster is, like whatever the strength of the roster is. So when you go through and say, well, like, here's the Pro Bowl players that they have, they should be really great. But then there's the other part of it is the weaknesses of the roster will hurt you just as much as those things will help you when you have Kirk Cousins because he's not like a Russell Wilson when you have a poor offensive line where he's just going to run away from people and make plays anyway because he's about the least mobile quarterback in the NFL uh, I, I think, the, you know, maybe Philip Rivers uh, retiring and Drew Brees retiring makes Kirk Cousins literally the least mobile quarterback in the NFL these days. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. But um, I, I remember looking at even Cousins rushing yards, which I know is not like a perfect stat for mobility. But in um, realizing that Teddy Bridgewater in the last three years has more rushing yards than Kirk Cousins and Bridgewater missed like full seasons. And that is not a running quarterback. So that just shows you. 
how the, the, the element, like that element of athleticism does not make up for anything. And, and so what I'm circling back to is the offensive line and the fact that you know, the Vikings have not had good offensive lines in the recent past. And it's really kind of taken apart cousins when they play against good defensive lines. And this year they're relying on two rookies to start, which very well could work out. And that's what we talk about with making certain bets like that could work out. Uh, and those two rookies could step up. It could also completely fall apart and they could be a poor pass blocking team and have the same problems that they've always had on offense with cousins. And on the defensive side, it's the same sort of conversation a little bit of like, you know, Patrick Peterson is an all pro and a pro bowler and a huge name in this league. But last year he did not play very well for Arizona. And two years ago, he wasn't all that great either. So if we're talking about this late career, Patrick Peterson, who is nowhere near what he used to be, um, that could just kind of take the thing apart. And that, and that's the thing about this Vikings roster is it feels, it feels very fragile and it feels like, mm-hmm. you know, these, these things all have to work out to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender that I think cousins is good enough at football as a quarterback to take you deep into the playoffs. It's just, if one thing does not stay in place or, or match up or click, then it's, it's probably not going to happen with him. We're talking Vikings and some <clears throat> NFC North here with Matthew Collard. Does a great job for Purple Insider. Go subscribe at purpleinsider.substack.com. He's on Twitter, at Matthew Collard as well. Um, it, it, is it really right now for Viking fans? Is it, hey, we're pumped for football 2021? Is that the focus to figure out how good this team is? Or is the focus really in, in Motown, in Chi-Town, in, you know, in the Windy City, in Minnesota? Is, is it all about... What the hell is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, is is it more about Rodgers and than, than than the fan base's actual teams? <laughs> uh, I mean, the Rodgers thing is huge here for sure. I mean, they have just gone to battle with Aaron Rodgers for so many years, and um, I'm sure that Vikings fans would prefer to not do that anymore. I mean, you know, the, the Rodgers situation also seems to really carry what's going to happen in the NFC North. I mean, if Rodgers is playing. Even if he isn't the MVP he was last year, you're probably still talking about a 12 or 13 win team in Green Bay because they kept most of their roster. They've got one of the best receivers in the NFL. They've got a lot of great players on defense and I think a very good offensive coach in Matt LaFleur. Um, so the Vikings, I think even Vikings fans know they're not as strong as Green Bay if they have Rodgers. If they don't and it's Jordan Love, it's always possible Jordan Love could be really good right away. But uh, I don't think that's a that's a likely scenario that he's just fantastic right out of the gate. And so that, you know, it's funny because that kind of would change even the expectations a little more. If Rogers does not play, it, it would be like, all right, well, all of your excuses are gone. You know, yeah. nobody's in your past here in the NFC, you go through the NFC. And I, I, I wrote a column about this the other day. There's, there's question marks everywhere in the NFC. So go do it kind of thing. If Rogers isn't, isn't there. So that's, that's absolutely a huge thing. But I think also everybody, Everybody wants to just see this team in a preseason game. You know, last year we didn't have them, and uh, you kind of didn't have that hype and that lead-up and getting a look at all the new players on the roster. And, and that's, I think, also part of, um, you know, the intrigue here is just how much they've overhauled that defense. It's really incredible. I mean, there's maybe two or three players that are going to start that were starting for them last year. That's how much they've overhauled it. So I think that's the other interesting storyline that the uh, Vikings fans care about. The, the lions, the bear, I mean, we've already exhausted Rogers, 
basically everybody has at this point. It's just a waiting game. But like Lions, Bears, outlooks on those clubs. What do you what do you have there? I I'm actually pumped about Justin Fields. I think that could be a real good steal for those guys. Yeah, it could be, and that would be another sort of classic Minnesota Vikings thing to not go their way. Is that <laughs> yeah. they. Right. made a half-hearted effort to trade up to draft Justin Fields on draft night. And then, you know, your division opponent ends up having Justin Fields. Uh, and so that might be one they regret ultimately. You know, that that one is interesting because, you know, I think the Vikings fans aren't taking Chicago too seriously, but Chicago has been in the playoffs more in the last three years than the Vikings, and their quarterback was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, you know, sort of tells you about, how strong their defenses have been. And they also have a couple of weapons there, namely Allen Robinson, uh, who have, you know, at least dragged something out of their offenses recently. So I, I remember saying that you shouldn't even make fun of Andy Dalton if you're a Vikings fan, because he's better than what the Bears have had. And the yeah. Bears have been repeatedly knocking the Vikings out of the playoffs the last couple of seasons. So if Justin Fields is good, if he's good right away, uh, that's going to be a huge problem for the Vikings. But even with quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, even when they're good, usually they're not good enough to take their teams anywhere. It's just a, it's a tough league. You know I mean? It's really tough to just step right in and be great. Um, with Detroit, I, I've been debating this on the show with uh, other guests of like, should we even talk about Detroit? Because uh, they just seem like they're so far out of sight, out of mind. But there is, I, I guess a world where, Matt Patricia was so bad as a head coach that even though Detroit's roster isn't as good as it maybe was with Matt Stafford, they're just better because they have a head coach who knows what he's doing. So maybe, maybe I should do a lions preview on my show, but (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm kind of saying like, all right, you're going to have to prove it to me. Lions, your head coach said he was going to have his players bite kneecaps. So until you guys can show that you matter, um, I'm probably not going to acknowledge you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Vikings insider Matthew Collar, I guess here, Purple Insider, at Matthew Collar on Twitter. I got I got one more on the football end, and then I wanted to kind of just chat about your media career uh, a little, uh, just to wrap up, because I know you have some Western New York ties as well. Um, what else in the NFL are you, are you pinned on here, um, you know, outside the division? Is it the league story with the COVID vaccinations? Are you keeping your eye on the Buffalo Bills because of your Western New York tie? Is it, is it the Bucks and Chiefs trying to get back to the big dance? What, what do you have outside this division you cover so closely, and the Vikings specifically? What are you pinning your eyes on here going into this year? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, um, I, I hope anyway that the whole vaccination thing does not end up being a persisting story through the entire season and that we go through it without COVID being a problem. Now uh, that's very hopeful and optimistic of me, but I'm just, I, I just, don't, I just don't want that to be a story all season long. It was painful last year. It was painful to cover games with no fans in the stadium. It was tough not being able to go in the locker room like I had before. I mean, it was, it was rough. So hopefully we're just, we just move past that as we go through the year. But uh, to me, it's the Los Angeles Rams that are the most interesting and that I've spent a lot of time talking about because in the NFC North, I've just seen Matthew Stafford time and time again disappoint despite his talent. And the, the Lions organization gets blamed. Their coaches get blamed. Um, you know, their lack of a running game since Barry Sanders gets blamed, all these things. But, you know, Stafford, I think, is 
in my view, the most overrated quarterback in the NFL because people think he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the game. And I think he takes a lot of sacks and he throws a lot of picks and he has reasons why he hasn't won anything in Detroit. But can he go to Los Angeles with a great coach, and great weapons, and just prove me wrong? And I'm going to be very, very interested to see how that works out. And the other thing, too, staying in that same division is Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray is reaching that point where we say, "Are were you worth it as the number one pick or not? I mean, so far, he's shown some flashes of that, but has certainly not elevated himself to an elite quarterback. And that team, they did a lot. I mean, they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in J.J. Watt. I mean, they, they are now kind of a ready-to-compete type of team. And those two teams are also on the Vikings schedule. So I, I'm watching them you know, very closely. And I think also the other team that intrigues me is um, is actually New England, which may sound odd, but you know, New England signed everybody they could get their hands on this offseason. And I also think that Cam Newton – was playing pretty well until he got COVID last year, and then their roster fell apart. Um, so I'll be interested to see if there's like something there with the Patriots, because I don't think it's odd, but I don't think they're getting a whole lot of offseason buzz. But I always trust that Belichick's going to find a way to sort of bounce back. Western New York ties. Tell my listeners about it, Matthew. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up uh, in the sort of between Rochester and Buffalo in a, in a small town. I guess all of you guys know about uh, the towns in between, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up there and started my media career as an intern in Rochester and worked for uh, WGR starting as a producer, um, WGR Buffalo starting as a producer, and then moved up to an update anchor and then moved up to, you know, more of a host and Bill's pre and post game and stuff like that. And uh, then I moved to Minnesota to cover the Vikings in 2016. Well, look, most of us, uh, you know, love Western New York and, and you know, certainly the passion of, of Bills fans. Um, have you ever thought about what the heck would happen if they ever won a championship? What the heck would happen to that city? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that it's the same sort of like, it was interesting that I went from Buffalo to Minnesota. Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, same deal. The correlation, yep. yeah, of, yep. Of teams that have had so many legendary players throughout the years and just never gotten over that hump. And I think, what is there, like 12 teams that don't have a Super Bowl? And uh, I went from one to another. So, you know, I I mean, I, I think that for the fans who have waited so long, it would be some kind of legendary celebration, especially in Buffalo. I, I just, I mean, if you're a table maker, you're preparing, right? I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's what was interesting about last year is, you know, they get so close and run into a great Kansas City team. And can they can they get back again? Right. Like, yeah. usually uh, I saw this in Minnesota, like usually if you have that that great year where everything clicks for you the next year, it doesn't always happen. And uh, I guess it's really on Josh Allen's shoulders to see if he can kind of repeat what he did last year. But to your point, yeah, I mean, just having been there um, and built you know, my media career through Buffalo, I, I understand that the passion of those fans is absolutely through the roof. I mean, I don't have to tell anybody what, what that's like. Uh, I, I don't think that it's like that throughout the entire country. Um, and I, I think it is a special thing. And I would, I would fear a little bit for the city. I think they would burn the thing <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, yeah. I mean, look, we'd all like to find out because obviously that would mean that they would have a title, but good Lord, I agree with you. Uh, covers the Vikings and the NFC North, of course, Purple Insider. Go subscribe at purpleinsider.substack.com 
and he's on Twitter at Matthew Collar. And hey, by the way, grab his book. It's called Making of a Miracle, the story behind the Minnesota Vikings improbable 2017 season. It's on Amazon.com, other online platforms where books are sold. Uh, Go pick that up uh, right now uh, online. Matthew, this was outstanding, man. Continued success sent your way, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again real soon, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. ML Sports Platter brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub and Welch and Company Jewelers. And, and I got to tell you, I mean, I I do like, I mean, going back to a few minutes ago when I brought up the roster of, of this football team, I like the Minnesota Vikings roster. I really do. I, I, I think Zimmer's a decent coach. I mean, I think he's, obviously, he's just spearheaded towards the defensive side mostly, uh, but I think he's a good, you know, culture guy. I know that word. I know, I know it gets thrown around so much, but you know, he's, he's a good team bonding guy and he's a disciplined guy. And, uh, you know, he teaches the fundamentals and his teams are usually prepared and, you know, and all that. And I mean, I think that their offensive line is fairly respectable as well. I don't think it's top five or 10 in the league, but I think it's, I think it's decent. Uh, they've added to it as well. I mean, they went out and got you know a couple more guys in the draft to 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 add to it. Um, you know, defensively, they don't have stars who jump out, you know, jump off the page, uh, but they have a very good <clears throat> you know team concept with guys, and they've sort of fit pieces in here and there. Um, you know, look. You, you go out and you pick up some veteran players. You go out and get, you know, Patrick Peterson. <clears throat> you know, you mix and match with linebackers. They just, they play a team fundamental defense. They tackle well, uh, mostly, um, you know, and then offensively, you know, you've got Dalvin Cook, who's a top five running back. At times, he's the best running back in the league, period. Uh, you know, some might argue Ezekiel Elliott. You know, uh, some might argue when healthy a Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there, there, there's a lot of great, you know, running backs out there, but, uh, Delvin Cook is just every, you know, consistently one after another, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, there's a bunch of guys, but Delvin Cook, like I said to Matthew, I mean, every single time I'm, I'm looking at the bottom line at NFL network and the red zone or whatever, I'm checking Twitter, he's scoring again, you know, like fantasy people, there's a reason he gets taken real soon, real early because he's a red zone monster. And he's picking up a thousand, whatever year. Derrick Henry's another running back, obviously. He's probably the best running back in the NFL. Um, but Delvin Cook ain't far behind. I mean, he's really good. And he's so he's a top five guy. Their weapons. I mean, Justin Jefferson is is a clear, clear number one right out of the shoot, you know, from his rookie season. Uh I've always been a big Adam Thielen fan. You know, I mean, they've had and even going back to Stephon Diggs when he was there. I mean, their roster has had plenty of playmakers, plenty of good defensive players, team-oriented, solid coaching. And I just stare right at the quarterback position. And I stare right at that salary. And I'm like, this Vikings team is held back by the position. They're held back by Kirk Cousins. There's no other way to say it. And... You know, look, I know there's a lot of a lot of teams you can say that about in the NFL. I know you you know you look around um and I mentioned the Browns, you know, I, I mentioned uh the the 49ers. You can you can absolutely positively uh look at those teams and say, eh, 
you know, a team I think's getting there, Washington. And I like Washington's roster like a lot. They they probably should have gone out and done more with the quarterback position in the draft. But you know, you've got an you've got an all-time possibly here uh, you know, defensive stalwart, a generational type player, you know, rushing after the quarterback, a guy who if he stays healthy, guy's going to go straight to the Hall of Fame and chase Young. He's only been in the league what a couple of years now. You got roster. I mean, you got guys on this roster. You got a dual dual threat at running back. You've got you know solid speed guys at wide receiver could do a little bit more. But you know you get Curtis Samuel. You know, you've got some solid players there. I don't think they're anywhere near the roster of Cleveland and 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 um, and and San Fran. And and frankly, I think they're probably behind Minnesota's a little bit too. But you get the point. You know they go out. Well, let's go get Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's like guys, you know you you got to try to take more stabs at. At the quarterback position, there there are a lot of teams, you know, that are that are like that, where it's oh, it's really complete, but, you know, aren't the Tennessee Titans like that? I like Ryan Tannehill, but aren't they kind of like that? You know, Indianapolis is hoping Carson Wentz can fill that void. Uh, you know, can, can he get us? You know, with him and Frank Reich working together in Philadelphia, I mean, can he? You know, can we bring some of that magic here to Indianapolis? I mean, they've got a really good roster from from you know top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, well coached, obviously, um, except for the playoff game against Buffalo. Frank Reich is is a pretty good you know head coach. Denver, you know, complete pretty much roster, playmakers, big time uh, uh, pass rushers, no quarterback. You know, and I'm not saying it's easy to find them. I'm not. I get it. I'm a Bills fan. Uh, I'm really hoping Josh Allen, you know, stays the course here. But there's a lot of teams, you know, you got to at least try, you got to at least make an effort. And I think Minnesota, you know, gosh, I mean, given him and Matthew described it perfectly, given him that deal, that extension of what are you doing? No thought whatsoever. Just give it to him. I, I just don't get it. And now they're hamstrung. Now they're hamstrung because they can't get up over the hurdle. There are a lot of teams that can't get up over the hurdle because they can, they don't have the guy to lead them in the right direction. They don't have the guy who's going to take them over the hump. I mean, Cleveland's telling me that Baker Mayfield is right, and he's telling you that he's the guy, he's the starter, right? We're, 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 we're told that, you know, Trey Lance is this special diamond in the rough guy that could Perhaps could be the deal. I they've already given up, I guess, on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you know, is he is he going to get traded? I, you know, I don't know. But again, there's one for you, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's had injury problems, but <clears throat> you know, would Jimmy Garoppolo be a better choice for you know a Washington or a uh, a Denver or someone like that? So. I'm looking forward to, obviously, all things football, but I'm looking forward to this NFC North. Obviously, I'm tired of the Aaron Rodgers drama. I, you know, Most people are just like, let's go one way or the other here at this point, but that's not how he rolls. But I'm intrigued by this division. I am. I want to see what Jared Goff does in Detroit. I'm intrigued that Justin Fields could be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, I've always kind of from afar, you know, kind of hoped that all these teams really do well because this is a division I can relate to. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I can relate to the Vikings because they've lost four Super Bowls. I can relate to the Chicago Bears because, you know, 
The Bills go back as an original AFL team. The Bears are original NFL team. There's, uh, you know, bad winters, you know, the weather and all that, the climate, and, and the fans are pretty similar. Uh, Detroit, goodness gracious, Heartbreak City, same thing with Buffalo. Uh, Green Bay Packers, yeah, that they've been known as title town. They've got the history. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, they've won Super Bowls. They're a historical team. They're a trademark franchise. They're special in their own right with Lambeau and the fact that they're owned by the fans. But they're, and by the way, Wisconsin and Western New York and Central New York, very, very, very similar with their weather patterns and the climates. But on top of that, take out all the winning, and the fan bases are very, very similar. I've seen a game in Green Bay. They act the same as the Bills. They're as passionate um, as passionate fan bases you can get. So there's a lot of relatable things to this division you know, the Buffalo Bills and Western New York and weather and football and, and concepts and all this sort of thing. And me being a diehard Bills fan, I relate to the NFC North. I root for these teams. I want them to do well. Uh, my man Kevin Rich is a diehard Detroit Lion fan. I have several buddies, close buddies, who are Packer fans. Um, you know, and I don't hate any of these teams. I mean, there's not a team here that's easy to hate. I mean, even with the Rodgers you know, drama, I don't hate them. Uh, you know, I I I I I want green. I root for Green Bay after Buffalo. I want I I root for Green Bay. I want them to, to win. I, I rooted for them in the game last year against the Bucks. I want I want I want Rodgers to get another Super Bowl because I think he'd be that pantheon man. It would be whew, you know you pull that curtain back and that first four or five guys in NFL history quarterback wise. He, I don't know if he's there now. I mean, if you listen to Chris Sims, Chris Sims thinks he's the best quarterback of all time um, and the best quarterback he's ever seen. I don't think that he's on the short list. But, you know, there's a lot I, I want to to, to see uh, succeed in that division. Let's put it like that. Matthew Collar, unbelievable guest today. Purple Insider here on the ML Sports Platter. Make sure you go subscribe to that terrific website and get him on Twitter, at Matthew Collar. And, again, pick up his book, Making of a Miracle, Amazon.com online, where books are sold and your local bookstore as well. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by your great friends at Stanley Law Offices, CNY Electrical, Hunt real estate agent Heather uh, Heather Saxton and Camillo's Golf Club. Make sure if you're in and around Central New York or around the great state of New York, you travel and go you know, play a brand new golf course. Go play the Shopmakers course. It is Camillo's Golf Club. Memberships available now for 2022. Stop by for food and beverage after your round as well. They've got Under Armour polos and hats ready to roll out of the pro shop. Make sure you go see my friends at Camillo's Golf Club, the official golf club of the ML Sports Platter. And also, a big tip of the cap, thank you to Rosie's Corner and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platter as well. Thanks for listening to the MLSP all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get podcasts. And hit me on Twitter as well, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshalls. Make your next career move your best. Verizon Retail offers the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits starting on day one, including product discounts and tuition assistance. Apply today at verizon.com forward slash retail careers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.